Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dane and Derek. Uh, this is your weekly one-stop destination for all things Dane and Derek. Uh, my name is Derek. I'm a filmmaker uh who still has a job at the moment of recording this and ai has not replaced me yet uh, <laughs> um yeah uh, with me as always is dane <laughs> yep uh, i'm dane i'm i'm a writer and a law student lover of many things um and uh, ai has not replaced me yet either and i'm pretty damn skeptical it's gonna um, yeah. And I'm sure we're going to get into why, but but it has been a hot second since oh, yeah. Derek and I have given an update on what's going on with us. Oh yeah, um, what's what's new with you, Derek, in in the realms of filmmaking and all that good stuff? Yeah, so in the realm of filmmaking, I am in post production on the documentary. Congratulations! Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, it's weird to be in post production with only about fifty percent of the film shot. Um, but the bulk of our filming is done. We're going to get the remaining 50% in the next like two, three months through interviews and other supplemental events that we're filming. But for the most part, filming's done and editing has started and it's uh, a lot of footage to work through. Um, I was telling my producer and I did the math and I think we're at 12 or 14 terabytes that we're going to need a drive for this entire project. Um, and, uh, it's because of all the archival footage, all the interviews, um, 4k really messes everything up. It double, it doubles or triples your, your, your media size. Um, and then on top of that, there's more archival stuff that I learned about that I reminded myself of today. I've known about this, but I forgot (laughs) that we need to archive and digitize a few more things. And so now I have no idea I thought I had a good number on the math, but I don't know if I do anymore. So we might just have to get big drives. Hmm. So sorry, Farah, we're going to have to buy big drives for this. Um, Cause I don't have a drive big enough to hold this film anymore. Um, so yeah, it's been post-production time. It's nice to have a, I mean, we've talked about editing on the show briefly, I think, but it's just mm-hmm. nice to have something you can do that is like solitary and like meticulous. Um, so been working through that. Mm-hmm. How about you? How's uh how's uh how's law school been? Um, law school has been a challenge. I would describe this uh, semester, which is my third of six, uh, first of my second year. Uh, believe it or not, we're as of recording this, uh, I've got about a month until I am in what I would on the back half. I'm in the I will shortly be in the back half of law school, mm-hmm. um, which is a weird thing to say and weird thing to think about, but it's coming up quick. And, and and that's that's fantastic. I love that part. Um, this semester has been just a trial of willpower. Um, uh, I took in a lot of classes, and it's just there's just a, a pretty high number amount of uh, energy that I, I require to get to some of them, and mm. it's just a little frustrating. Um, and so, like, I keep hitting a wall, kind of emotionally. However, I'm also doing the one of the law reviews, one of the journals, um, and it's specifically the technology law journal. 
Um, so I'm actually kind of knee deep in AI law research, um, which is part of the reason I suggested doing this episode. Um, and just to talk about other parts of life because they also exist. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still plugging away at, at the novel. I have been for a while since the summer and I'm still happy enough with it to keep writing in it. I, I still don't really know how good it is, but I won't until I finish it and give it to somebody. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that space. I have edits back from my editor on a different novel that I still haven't gotten a chance to like really dig into, but I think that's going to happen after this other novel that I'm writing. Currently I've reached a finishing point on, um, because I'd like wow. to like come to a close on that idea before you are I swimming leave it. in writing. I am. I'm swimming in all kinds of writing. I'm also writing this paper, uh, this this note about uh, generative AI in air quotes and um, uh, copyright law. Huh. So, anyways, um, yeah. So AI. I, yeah. I'll put it this way. I'm also skeptical of it replacing just because. It's, it's, a, I've always viewed it as like, it's a tool to aid people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not a, yeah. And I, I don't know. I'd like to think people, people would follow like that one dude's law of robotics. I forget yeah. his name, but anyway, that's where I stand on it. I think all jokes aside, like we've been, I feel like AI has been in filmmaking tools for a long time. It just hasn't been branded as AI quote unquote mm-hmm. and so i'm curious to hear uh your thoughts on it because as far as ai i i'm not as as much as i maybe should be more read into it as a film person i'm not as read into it as i should be mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm curious so i i would describe the technology as a as both incredible and also not exactly what most people think it is Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to like chat GPT and you ask it to write you a script about something, it can do it. It's for now. And this might change someday. Um, and at the rate AI changes it, it, it so far, it could be very soon. What's generated is pretty bland and, um, often full of errors. It's often, it's jokes aren't funny (laughs) at best. They're kind of trite, Um, you know, and there's a, if you go to mid journey, for example, you, what visuals you're going to get in response are exactly what you'd expect and exactly what you asked for. Um, And so it's a tool. Definitely. And also I would describe it as I I don't love the term generative um, because it sounds like a creation. I would describe it as predictive. Um, What AI does, and I'm sure a lot of people listening know this, but like what it basically does is it creates what the most likely outcome image wise, uh, writing wise, et cetera. Um, based on everything it's been trained on, which is a lot. Um, and so it's not, it's predictive. It's, it, it will give you what it thinks is the most, um, 
expected response. To quote my professor from the other day, if you were to say to ChatGPT, a Lannister always pays his blank, it's going to give you debts, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so like what I think about it is it's like it's a potentially very power. It, potentially it is an extremely powerful tool for a lot of formulaic stuff. It's great. Like if you want it to put together like a pretty standard looking sort of like form, it's pretty good at that. However, especially from like a legal perspective, because some lawyers idiots went out and used it to write legal briefs and all this stuff. It's not fact checked at all. Um, because it's not making choices. That's a really key thing to understand. It's not making choices. It's doing what's the most likely thing. So if you ask it to write on, say, a legal issue, at best, it's going to quote cases that most likely come up in those areas. It can't mm. make you a very novel argument using weird, unexpected precedent. It can't. Um, and also, it may not even use those right those the, the whatever citations it uses correctly because it's just putting in what's most likely to be there not what's actually should be um or what you think is best right and so it's it's a it's a good tool in many ways and i also think that um the danger in it lies less in the right now it's just making stuff for people and nobody wanting art from artists and more in misinformation and disinformation and using AI to make a mediocre script and then hiring a, a writer to punch it up. See mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the strikes that happened and or are happening, um, in yeah. Hollywood. Um, and, and so like, I think that it's the danger in it is lies way more in the, um, are artists going to get paid, um, is the work that people do in like more business sectors and whatnot going to be accurate and helpful, um, rather than are people going to stop wanting some paint, something painted by a human? Fuck no. Because the truth is and I was talking about this with some of my classmates who some of them are not artists, so they don't have like this background. Um, you know, I, I, I was in a creative writing class once and one of our professors said, um, all stories. Um, oh no, no, no. Gracie, who has a, who's a writing major. Um, all stories are either, um, someone leaves town or someone comes to town um and all other stories are like there's there, there isn't really another story um is is like the joke um but the, the the thing that's great about that really is like if you get down to it okay so no there's nothing that's like truly original or whatever i don't think that's that sad what you're going for is you want to hear someone you want to hear somebody tell the story so to speak right um and so it's more about the artist and so I don't think that AI is in danger of taking that away because I, I don't know, like it doesn't matter how pretty the image of that the AI generates unless I'm using it for some kind of like 
presentational purpose. Like I'm just trying to make an image to demonstrate a point or, or, or whatnot. Um, I'd, I'd rather have an artist because I want their, I, I want, I want their voice, right? It doesn't do anything for me as a human being to be shown content created by a, a machine because I know that there was no choice in there. They didn't, it, it, it did not create something with an intent to tell me something, to communicate something, to connect with me. And in that way, it, it loses the value for me in a lot of ways. And all I'm left with is the thing and the thing only has so much um, material values, so right. to speak. Um, so that's kind of like my more philosophical take on it. I could go into my paper if you want, but meh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still working on it. Maybe whenever you finish the paper, just let me know and I'll add it to the show notes. Um, and if that's um, well, years from now, that's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. I could, I could give my thesis, but it gets kind of into the, the weeds about yeah. copyright protection. And that's not really the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We could do an episode where we, where we read aloud your paper and then oh, you can package no. it together. No, no. And then it's an accompanying audiobook. Nobody wants with that. With the soothing voice of Dane Fogdell by a campfire, that. sipping a hot Mm-mm. bourbon, Mm-mm. reading his law paper. Hot bourbon. <laughs> no, is it hot whiskey? What's the, what's the, what's the alcohol you heat up? Cider? cider brandy? I, mean, I suppose Is you it can brandy that's warm i don't know i think you can you can heat up a lot of a lot of <laughs> alcohols but Maybe you don't heat up alcohol and i just well no you do you do there's like a hot toddy like that's a what's that's, that oh fuck i can't remember what booze is in it but it's like tea mixed with booze like hot tea huh. mixed with booze okay um yeah, yeah. And like mold okay. apple cider mold wine like that no that's totally a thing um I just, yeah, I don't I know. Mean, like, and bourbon's like really good as a flavor warm, like, like a caramel uh, apple bourbon apple crisp. Okay. Like that shit's great. So but, it's Dan Fogdell by the fire reading a caramel, drinking a caramel apple apple bourbon, uh, mm. at night when a soothing slow mm. voice reading his legal paper <laughs> I for all listeners to listen to. I don't think copyright that's and AI. I don't think that's. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. Uh, maybe one but, of these days we'll do it as a you know it's like one of those things where like if we were ever to do like a like a charity stream with like goals for how much money we raise that has to be like one of the goals sure i could do see i could see that i could see that if we had a patreon i could release that as like and read it really slow yeah kind of quiet it's like an asmr sort of thing you know yeah Yeah. you just put some nice crackling fire sounds crackling fire sounds we could make a really funny thumbnail for like the image that is yeah the album art like in like a like a what it's like a it's like in a robe with like an ascot or whatever (laughs) by the fire and there's like a pipe that i'm not actually smoking (laughs) yeah no we could totally Uh, no we could do that that'd be that'd be very silly uh, and fun it's like it's like the dog cast Oh, you, um, oh, we could, uh, yes, totally. We could do that for April Fools. We could, like, yeah. we could make like a false, um, legal paper. Uh, not, or, e- I, or what's the word? Uh, like a false, uh, uh, 
podcast art um yeah for okay it. there yeah. we go there we yeah go. special okay. special art we got there we got yeah there. yeah and you know what we can do dean mm-hmm. we can have ai generate it <laughs> oh, i'm could. kidding i'm kidding because it's interesting that it's interesting that you're making these distinctions one because i think they're very true and i don't think a lot of people think about those distinctions i think a lot of people are quick to say oh it's making stuff um, or it's stealing my art and making stuff. And mm-hmm. those things are, yeah, very true. It's stealing, you know, if it's not, like, isn't there, a, there's a suit right now going on about, there is a lawsuit. There's I, like a big one. Cause this company trained. Yeah. Yeah. an AI yeah. on images they may or may not have owned, but it's through a research company that did this. And so it's like, I, okay. We are going to yeah. get into the legal bit of it a little bit for what it's worth. I don't think it's, I don't think they stole anything. Mm. Um, I think it's fair use and there's precedent for that. Um, that, uh, kind of leans in its favor a little bit, but more than that, I think that there's something really uncomfortable that we do kind of have to like come across, which is if you think about it, the AI was trained using it. It was learning, meaning that what they're saying is it is not fair use to use our art in, uh, in the learning of something oh. because because the AI doesn't isn't the AI does not have a database out there of all picture of pictures of all art that's ever been made. Oh, it learns patterns based on all of the art that's ever been made, so to speak. And so how did you learn to make films? You watched a bunch of them. right, and then you emulate, you copy until you're able to develop something that you feels... copy. You copy the patterns, right? You learn yeah. the patterns. You learn the ones you like. You oh. learn what it means. You learn what a close up means, or like a vertigo angle is like, right? Like you learn all of that stuff, right? Uh-huh. And then you know what that means, and then you apply it to make it com- to express your story your way, right? Interesting. And so it's like saying, it's like saying I was breaching copyright um, and stealing uh, when the first song I ever sang and played guitar on simultaneously was Night Train by Amos Lee. Um, I don't think I was breaking anybody's copyright. I think that was fair use. Um, And and so I think there's something really uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Um, that might put your set hands up on your head. Huh? Did you just put your hands on your face? <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I, I, well, I put, I put my hands on like the back of my head and like lifted my shoulders up. Well, there um, we go. Uh, <laughs> that was the energy. Yeah, no. Yeah. That is terrifying. That is mortifying. The idea yeah. that if, that if, you know, that to take away the ability to learn from that out of fair use, like, you know, that's an extreme speculation, but like, or catastrophization of it but a little bit but i think like that is interesting that is an interesting conundrum because it is just learning it is not it is not uh it is yeah fair use definitely is about learning wow Wow. dang man i'm gonna have to to sit with that yeah there's some (laughs) complications there i would also go on to say that something that's really important to understand about copyright law this is just getting it back into the stealing aspect of ai because a lot of artists definitely feel like they've been stolen from and I think with the fear and all of that, I think that I, I think that the reaction is really justified. I just don't think it all, all follows through. Yeah. Um, so the thing to understand about copyright is copyright should be understood as the exception, not the rule. 
Mm. Um, we often think about copyright as the baseline and getting to around people's copyright is the, 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 the baseline or, gotcha. or is, is the, is the exception when really uh-huh. it should be kind of more understood as the, the opposite, right? Like, I think it's better to understand art as more in the idea of like, here's a question who owns the Persephone and Hades story? Mm. Nobody who owns the ideas and the concepts behind most of Shakespeare stuff. Mm, nobody. And it's better that way. Um, yeah. Something to understand about copyright is copyright is an artificial, uh, it's, or let me rephrase. It's an artifice that's been placed around art uh-huh. to incentivize, um, uh, uh, to incentivize capital, like to, to incentivize corporations, business people, all of this to pay for art more or less, huh. um, f- for expression, to protect the, the economic interests of creative expression. That's what it's for. It's not about actually somehow owning every little aspect of your art. You don't, um, and so I, I think that, that that people get very protective because it is theirs. Um, but it's not it's it's not what, quite what you think it is. And so people are like turning to copyright law in a big way to protect themselves, to try and like be like, you can't use this to challenge, make this AI thing work to, that's going to end up stealing our stuff. I don't think that's a great idea. I don't think that's that's really going to work super well because it's just not what it's about. Uh-huh. I think copyright could be used to continue to incentivize uh, corporations to hire humans because what copyright does is it makes certain pieces of art, stories, characters valuable. And if they only come from humans and you can't use AI to make valuable ideas, then it's at best a tool that artists get to use. That's what AI could be. Right. Um, and then the corporation still needs someone to have generated the concept, you know? And so that's, that's kind of where I land on it. Um, personally, at least. Huh? Wow. This is a lot to process. Yep. Sorry. It's a lot to, to think about. Um, Wow. Huh. Huh. Like I said, I am knee deep in this stuff right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and just because I'm wondering, are you enjoying being knee deep in this stuff? Fuck yes, I am. Okay. That's, um, that's all I want to hear. Because I think like from like my perspective with AI, right? It's like the industry, of course, is striking about it right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen horrible examples of AI being used to create content and art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's very complicated. Personally, I don't feel like I will be utilizing AI in the way that we've been seeing it. Um, like I've met a lot of people at work who are using like chat GPT and stuff like that to like generate ideas for videos or viral things. I've seen people like use it to like help brush up their dialogue or that or give them history blurbs about things they're doing. Um, I would encourage people not to do the history bit. Yeah. It's stuff like that. There's just stuff like that, that I'm like, uh, uh, 
um, you know, even AI generating thumbnails, like I was experimenting with that for work and it was mm-hmm. grotesque to say the least. Uh, now where I've seen it be really interesting, right, is like individual like animators trading an AI on their art and then using the the generativeness of it to generate their things to help them animate. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, in my opinion, perhaps a good use of the tool. That's fucking um, sweet. No, I super, that's awesome. That's an yeah, awesome way I'd to like, use it. Yeah, my, exactly. And it, yeah. In the same way, my professor who, uh, if you think I'm knee deep in this stuff, this man is like up to his eyes. Um, oh, God. <laughs> he, this is, this is his thing. He, he wanted, he started studying AI and intellectual property like 20 years ago. Oh my goodness. Um, he's having a moment is what I'm saying is that like, wow, his like his thing has come for it's his day. This um, is his moment. It's in so the it's, sun. It's, it's absolutely his moment. Um, yeah, that's great. He's, he uses AI to generate images, um, for his classes basically. Uh-huh. Um, and, and like, I think that's another great use of it. Like he just needs a visual representation of something. Yeah. He's not an artist. Uh-huh. He just asks for something and it's there and it works, yeah. right? I think that's another great use of it. Love that animation use of it. I hadn't heard of that, but that makes yeah, perfect sense that, to me. That's the thing. There was a filmmaker that I also follow. He used AI to generate images of what it would mean to cast a, an, an actor he really wanted in the leading role of his film mm-hmm. to convince the producers to let him make this decision because they didn't think that that actor could be in a movie like this. Yeah. Um, and it worked. They were able to cast that guy. Because mm-hmm. he like trained the AI on this dude's image and trained it on like the kinds of things his movie was about and like made like, you know, it's like that starring John Cho movement. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember those back in mm-hmm. the day? I do. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's like a version of that. It's just a less, it's a less, it's a more fast, potentially more inaccurate or sometimes very accurate, um, you know, way of doing, of uh, pitching something or creating storyboards like, Another filmmaker I follow used it to generate. He like he made a bunch of like rudimentary stick figure sketches. Yep, and then used an AI to slap like like still frames on it um, to help like him with a storyboard, which is um, a fantastic use of it. I think, and and I yeah. think that that's I think that's where the difference is. Is it's mm-hmm. like we don't think of Photoshop as a not as not being art. Because like, I think it's stop. It's not art when like someone puts something in and then that's it. Right. Yeah. Ask for a script of a new episode of the office say, and then you get it and you're like, I did it. You didn't. Nobody did. That's just a predictive model of what like the most likely outcome of yeah. an office episode might be. Right? right. Um, but you do that and then you, really work it through that that might be something that might be something i don't i don't know i don't know um yeah and again there's this other thing i frequently go back to which is um we constantly think that technology is going to kill all previous things Mm -hmm. it doesn't um if that were true we wouldn't have stage plays Mm -hmm. um we wouldn't have movies because arguably video games are better somehow um, yeah. we, we wouldn't have painting uh, all down to stuff of like people still make furniture by hand. 
Yeah. Right? And we pay a lot of money for custom furniture. Like, a lot. Not a lot of people relative to how many people used to make custom furniture, in air quotes. Because that just used to be how furniture was made. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's even same with, like, people still fix cars and build vehicles. You know, it's yep. not all assembly line stuff. Like, you've built a car with your bare hands. Kind yeah. Of. And, uh, and... And to be, to be frank, right, like, people have still been writing funny for ages. You know, like, yeah. I think about Jack Kerouac writing The Road just straight, like, just, just down, like, just down the page. He just did it, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, even back then, that was a weird thing to do. That was not how it was done. And there's something interesting and value about that from a creative perspective as, like, art. So if someone now was like, I just wrote this. I didn't use AI. I'm like, okay, that's, that was a choice. That was not the easy thing to do. <laughs> um, and I also think that there's something to be said about like, no, no, no. I wanted to craft every word myself. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if what someone does is I write romance novels and I release three a year, um, that all basically sell that follow the same plot already. And now I just like pump them out even faster. I'm like, well, that's a different thing that you do. Right. Yeah. That's the difference mm-hmm. between them using a sander and the other person being like, I use sandpaper by hand. Yes. I, I don't know. Like, I yeah. think that there's a lot to be said about it. It's not a monster. I'm what the only thing I'm afraid of is it being used poorly to uh, put people out of work and mm-hmm. to um, lie. That is what I'm afraid of it with. Um Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. Maybe we'll do a, I've been, I've been saying this a lot, but we'll probably do a part two. Talk about <laughs> AI and lying and other art. Maybe by that point, we'll have found a way that we use it in our own lives. Um, yeah. I don't I'm, know. Uh, I'm toying with it more than I ever thought I would. Huh. As, just to understand it for what I'm writing. Yeah. And I mean, you know you are- what? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm personally, it's amazing. Like there is the speed at which it just works is kind of, terrifying but like it doesn't tempt me into writing my novels any differently uh, because a part of that is i want to write yeah like, I, I suppose that is also what struck me when i used it to generate some images at work like i was like okay like do you want to know what the most tempted i've been with for it like is to use like the image generation to create custom art for like npcs and the players uh, for my D campaigns but you know what? But I still haven't done it because I'm like, I don't know. I like my imagination better. And Gracie and I, for the, the campaign we're finishing right now, we went out and got art of a ton of NPCs and characters. And I love it so much more than anything an AI could generate. Even though, from just like a pure like aesthetic, it's as good, you know, or I yeah. don't know, as I don't know, like it, but it's not because it's not. Because I can see the artist's hand in it, right? Yeah. Like, I can't see it in AI. And and I don't know if you ever will be able to, because it's not going, eventually it's not going to make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. And art is also about the mistakes. It's about yes. the wrong notes. It's about the, like, that was kind of a clunky line or, oh, yeah. that's a very human thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, who wants perfect art? <laughs> Right. And also, frankly, it can't go first. Yeah. 
it needs a Wes Anderson to make a Wes Anderson film. Oh, Wes Anderson God, yeah. does not. Right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. <sighs> and that's that I think that's something to remember is that like it's it's not generative. It's predictive. Yeah. Mm. And it's amazing. And I think we I think so much good could come from this this tool. I really do. And so much ill also. And so yeah. we need to be thinking about it. We need to be careful with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, hmm. we're kind of at time. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. No, this is <laughs> really fantastic. I in this episode. I, it's been a while since we've had an episode <laughs> like this. But also, I think it was pretty informative for folks that might not know some of these nuances. Um, but yeah, thank you, for everyone, for listening to this week's episode on predictive AI. <laughs> uh Tune back in next time for not an AI episode, but maybe sometime in the future for more AI. Or if we ever do something fun or funky, we'll do a we'll have a prize be that Dane reads something like this or something with the album art and whatever. We'll do some, yeah. we'll figure something to goofy up, yeah. to goofy it up. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, as usual, you can follow the show at Dane and Derek everywhere. Um, you can go to my website. Uh, <laughs> that took way too long. Um, Benningfilms.com. Uh, you can watch a bunch of our old janky student work that we made when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, that is definitely not AI generated so or AI predictedly made. Uh, but yeah, Dane, what about you? Where do you exist when you're not knee deep in AI? Um, I exist at DaneWrites.com. Um, there's some links out to basically just past work of mine. Um, I don't have anything super current up there these days, but, uh, hopefully that'll change sometime in the future. I'm just working on a lot of long form stuff that just takes a long time to get going anywhere, you know, and I don't want to post, I don't want to post a portion of my novel somewhere before I've like even taken real shots at publishing it. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I'm just kind of like stuck. I'm not doing a lot of short form work these days. Um, but there's, I, I think there's good poetry and some good short stories. Um, still really proud of a lot of what's in Diceology. So go listen to that old music that I still quite fond of. Um, and I guess I have an Instagram. It's mostly so that when employers Google me, I look like a pure person, like other people who have Instagrams and stuff. There's not much on there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a bear inst- it's a bearstagram. For um, now, I I I, pr- I put new photos in there a, a couple off sometimes. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, we man, we got to do a social media episode at some point. But yeah. another time, another, another time. I wish.
Cold. 